Welcome to FinTech Fridays. Oh yeah! It's a weekly podcast brought to you by the National Crowdfunding and FinTech Association of Canada and Partners. Covering all things FinTech, blockchain, P2P, AI, and alternative finance. We have David Lukacs, co-founder, director, and president of Cabin Network North America as our special guest today. David, thanks for being here. Thank you very much, Tristram. Let's, uh, let's start with a little bit about your background. Tell us, uh, tell us about your path, your current project. Well, you know, I've been in the space uh, since the uh, early days of the internet and uh, I've had several companies with new technology. One uh, was the original, I like to think it was the original uh, purveyor or designer of uh, the e-commerce gateways for Canadian banking. So we, uh, we were one of the first companies at that time to allow people to use credit cards online. So I did that. I've run incubators, I've run uh, AI and uh, machine learning and natural language processing technology companies for language translation. So I've, I've been around a few years, but our new and latest, well, it's not really new anymore, I would say, it's a couple years old, called Cabin, is um, focused in online identity. And we're in the business of verifying, managing, and monetizing online identity. Okay. So can you tell me a bit more about, uh, about Cabin? And I notice you have a, a full suite of products. What, uh, how does that fit together? Oh, well, thank you. Um, it, fairly simple. I mean, the first part of uh, identity, especially online identity, is verifying that you are who you say you are. It's really easy in the world, real world to um, verify yourself. If um, you walk through an airport, you'd have, probably have two or three times where you'd have to show a passport or some kind of identification to get to the next stage. In the real world, it, that happens every day, and, and or we see each other in most cases face-to-face, or we know each other, and, and that verification is done one-to-one or one-to-few. But in the online world, um, anybody can say they're anybody um, in most cases. So what we've done is we've made it very simple for commercial companies to verify their constituents or their customers, and we've made it very easy for consumers to have a verified identity called a cabin ID that they can take with them when they go places online and they can prove who they are. That's the first part of our business, cabin ID. That's the verification suite. We then take that private ID, which is owned by you. We don't own it. And we help you manage on a, on a pooled or aggregated basis, your data that makes you, you, what makes you a consumer? What do you like? What do you dislike? That those pools of data can then be used to create customized offers that that you want to see and that people want to bring to you because you are part of a known identity pool. So at that point in time, we can help you verify, we can help you manage that data and we help and we will manage it with you and then we can help you create value from that data. So and in the in the value side or the monetization side, we have a number of products including Cabin Cash, which is our loyalty and engagement program. And we have uh, our cabin uh, financial services products, including the Pegasus Flight debit card. In Canada, we have the ability to issue both a debit card and a mobile banking platform. And that kind of covers the suite of services we offer. And just to add to that for a moment, we've introduced a new consumer product called Liquid Avatar, which I think we'll get into a little bit deeper as we go. Cool. Well, I'd, I'd like to take the opportunity to unpack uh, each one of these uh, services, which looks really interesting to me. 
Um, so, so on the ID side, uh, mm -hmm. as the as the, this is the foundation of your offering, is that correct? That is correct. Now, what is the vision behind having ID as a as the core product or the foundation of your of your suite of products? Well, that's a really good question. Um, when you think about identification, in most cases, it's a single point in time, and and there have traditionally been a number of companies. There's competitors in this space for identity verification, but each one of those competitors we call a pass or a fail. They're, they're not interested in supporting the consumer in the long term. They're, they're really interested in supporting the commercial company and telling you whether you passed or failed an identity verification. And they get paid in most cases either way. Our motivation was to look at the mousetrap and, and reinvent it. And we said, really, it's all about the consumer owning their identity because owning identity should be a basic human right. You should have control over that identity. So to do that, we created a, a service that once you're, it's called one and done or always on, where once we've identified or verified you, unless your documents change or there's a, a, something that needs to be updated, we can verify you to a third party saying, yes, I am who I say I am. I am David Lukacs, and I can prove that, and Cabin's going to verify that for me. So I don't have to hand third parties, unknown parties, any of my documentation that, that would water down the value of my identity. Okay, and so, and so in terms of, and this is based on, uh, on a blockchain, is that correct? Sorry? It, it's, uh, the, uh, the, pr the product is based on a, uh, on a blockchain as well, is that not correct? Well, the, the product uses the blockchain. You, right. um, it, is, it is in fact um, not legal to put identity uh, on the blockchain. So right. anybody who says they're putting identity on the blockchain is actually likely breaking privacy rules because the um, European privacy rules, the Canadian privacy rules, now the California rules, um, the rules basically say that a consumer must have the ability to remove their data from a system and beyond removing, any trace of that data has to be forgotten. If you put it on the blockchain because the blockchain is immutable, that's an impossibility. So what we've done is we've developed a system that uses the blockchain only to hold what we would call a marker. And a marker to us is binary. You know, it's one or zero, on, off, true, false, yes, no, pass, fail. We can put that marker on a blockchain registry. So on a registry that's connected to a database, a blockchain database, and we can say you're not only verified, but that verification is connected to an online wallet an online piece of, uh, of data. It might be a field record for a hospital, or it could be a educational record that you are verified, you have passed verification. If anything ever changes, we can up, update or send a new marker that says you have failed. So when you think about it for financial transactions, somebody who might be good today and passes everything in that moment in time, which is traditionally the way identity verification is done, and that's through a process called Know Your Customer, or KYC and, and an anti-money laundering check, we can, we can um, keep that in compliance or continuous and make sure that, that you're not only good today, but you're good tomorrow and the day after and the day after that and so on. So it's a, it's a big change. We've really reinvented the process in our opinion of, of identity verification for digital use. And so in other words, you've really streamlined the process for, for a basic almost you know, fundamental thing for everything we do in life. Exactly. But the, the key here is it's yours. 
it doesn't belong to a corporation. It doesn't belong to cabin. It's yours. And, and that was a fundamental issue that we all know with Facebook and, and Cambridge Analytica right. that people were using data. Well, you know, if, if large corporations, which they're, they're going to have to down the road, adopt policies that keep the consumer protected and allow the consumer to have control over their data, which is where all the major legislation around the world is, is headed or been approved then we're right in that sweet spot of compliance. So we've really created something that is getting, um, uh, we're getting a lot of attention on this because it's not only new and innovative, it doesn't reinvent the wheel in, in that respect. Um, it's a process that people are used to, but behind the scenes, it has reinvented the wheel because we've changed all the control mechanisms to be consumer focused. That's great. Now, the the one thing I noticed, it's it, your uh, site says something about uh, using biometric ID. Can, yep. you, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Sure. And uh, without getting too long-winded or, or complex, but, you know, if you think about it, I, I don't know how many passwords you have to remember. And I get on the phone with people and they go, oh, my gosh, I have to remember all these passwords. But the the, the really overarching situation, when we use a phone today, uh, inherent in our mobile phone is usually fingerprint identity or retina or face recognition. That is that is built into the phone. That's for that device. And I won't go into the security or the complexity of that device, but it's not good enough for the whole world. So what we've done is we've said, you know what, if I'm proving you are you, why shouldn't I add biometrics to that? Why shouldn't I add, you know, right now we use facial recognition. We could use voice print or fingerprint or other tools that it's not part of your phone, but part of our ecosystem, that when someone wants to authenticate you, you don't have to use a password long-term. All you have to do is answer with your face or answer with your voice print. And we're seeing this a little bit more in the banking sector and other sectors, but at the end of the day, um, you know, there's enough uh, confidence in the software that does this to say that you are you. We've proven that on, on an ID basis using government ID and supporting documentation. Why shouldn't we use your face to make sure you can you can verify that as we go forward? That's great. Well, it's a, it's a modern. It, it seems like a really modern take on the whole thing, making it much simpler for the consumer. We believe so. Now, I, I noticed in your literature, your talk, uh, your uh, product talks about uh, the concept of whitelist membership. Mm -hmm. Can you get into that a little bit and explain what that means? Sure. Um, Simply put, that when you start with Cabin or you're, you're brought into Cabin, let's say through a commercial application because someone's needed to verify you, then you're on, you're on a particular whitelist. Um, you can think of it as, as, as the point of entry of membership. And um, so, so a commercial client, um, again, not to get confusing, but so David comes in, I join, you know, Tris's. Uh, organization and Tris has to verify me. So I'm done. Okay. Now David has his cabin ID and he goes to Bob's site who needs to verify me that uses cabin. I just have to sign in with, with my cabin ID. I don't have to re-verify, but I'm now on Tris's whitelist, his corporate whitelist, and I'm on Bob's corporate whitelist. But my origination point was Tris. It's a way of, of, of keeping things straight for us that if there is, um, um, uh, certain requirements or documentation flow, we know where the origin point is. So, but you can be on many different whitelists. You can be all over the place. There's, there's, there's no restriction at this point in time of, of where you can join, unless you don't meet the restriction of that particular whitelist. Like we're only allowing people on this particular whitelist from Canada or from Canada, the United States or 
we're only allowing um, uh, people based on certain other attributes to join a particular whitelist. That, that, might, that might be inherent to that list, but your cabin ID is global. Okay, that's interesting. Now let's, uh, let's move on to the, uh, the Pegasus flight visa. Um, what does the card offer and how is it different from, from other cards on the market? So um, when we looked at the new emerging space, we, we thought that there's, I mean, we all know there's multiple types of currency and you know, when we say digital currency, people have a tendency to get a little bit nervous. But when you think about digital currency, that's been going on for years. Um, if you use a credit card from any of the major banks, you're using somebody else's currency. You're not using your own, and it's generally digitally generated. So digital currency has many different forms. Um, fiat is considered traditional dollars, but our program works with both. Our program is one of the first programs um, in North America uh, that allows the use of both digital currency. Um, in, in, in certain respects, you have to transfer that digital currency out to fiat, but digital currency activations and and fiat currency activation. So, so it makes it very different. We also have our own loyalty programs that are connected to the card. And it is a, it is a debit card, it is not a credit card. Okay. And we, and we have our ability to add a number of feature sets on our, our mobile banking platform. So it, it, it allows um, companies who issue points, companies who issue other types of um, digital currencies to engage with their consumers in a way that's gonna make it easier to spend those um, digital currencies in in the real world or online. Okay. So no, it's, a, it's a, sorry. Go ahead. No, sorry. Go, go finish what you're going to say. So I, it's just a new way of thinking. Again, we're all about the innovation uh, cycle. What you know, what's been done traditionally, and how can we make it sort of better, faster, cheaper? Okay. Now the question I had was: so when you're describing it, are people able to use this card? Uh, not just to convert from from digital currencies to fiat, but are they are they able to pay with a digital currency with the card at this point? Well, I, candidly, um, that's not within the purview yet of uh, the networks being Visa or Mastercard. Okay. I I truly believe it will be, but it's 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 not it's it's not necessarily a complete straight line yet. There is a little bit of curves in there. Right. But I believe that if you get in early enough, as we are. Um, you'll find the straight lines first. So for us, it was dipping our toes in the water, getting this started, knowing that there would be, um, you know, curves or bumps in the road, um, but allowing early adopters to get in and do something that they will be excited to have been part of at the early stage. I think if you think back to e-commerce at the early days, you know, or even using the internet, you know, it was a dial-up modem. And I think we can all remember yeah. those, those, those tones. But um, you know, today, now what we take for granted, we have to go through a little bit of pain to get here. Well, and I, and I certainly remember when, when Visa specifically came out and said they would guarantee every transaction that you did with the card on the internet back probably early, somewhere in 2000, what a difference that made for, for yep. consumers using, using the cards for actual purchases. Yes, that comes with a price because ultimately all those bad transactions are in our interest rates that we pay on our credit cards. Uh, right. <laughs> um, so it's, 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 so by using cabins verification system for large purchases, um, we can negate some of those potential um, uh, bad transactions down the road, but that's, a, that's another facet of our business that, that we're not, we're, we're not quite there yet. Okay. And, and uh, just, just for my information, are, are, you, are stable coins going to be part of the, um, part of the mix on, on the card or associated with the card? 
It will depend on the stablecoin and the approval by our banking partners. The answer is, is it will depend on the individual um, composition of, of the coin. Um, uh, so the answer is I'd like to have as many different coins and tokens available through the system uh, and through our partner system because they have to be converted before they come over to us. Um, uh, I'd like as many as possible, but again, it'll be on a case-by-case -case basis out, outside of the, the top several. Okay. And, and so uh, you have a partnership with Visa with the card. How, how did that come about? Well, it's actually, I, I don't, we don't really say it's a partnership with Visa. It's a Visa branded product. Okay. But we actually, um, we have a partnership with a private Canadian bank that is licensed to issue Visa cards and we work with them. They, but we did have to be approved by um, Visa before this program went forward. So, um, uh, and we're in, in the cabin network, there are other regions around the world that, that do have that approval as well. Cabin Networks um, um, group in, in the UK and Europe both have that approval as well. Okay, so you've heard, go ahead. And we're looking to do that in the US as well. Okay, so you're, you're currently available in, in uh, Canada, is that what you're saying? Mm -hmm. Well, the Canadian, the Canadian company, for the Canadian Cabin Systems North America Inc., which is our North American division, um, offers the card in Canada and uh, we'll, uh, we'll offer it in the US as well. Our, uh, part, the other partners in the cabin network in Europe and the UK are, are separate and apart. Okay, and, and for people that want uh, uh, some more information on, on how to get access to the Pegasus Flight card in North America, where would they go to find out about that? They'd go to cabin systems, that's plural, cabinsystemsna.com, North America. So cabinsystemsna.com. Okay, perfect. And, um, and, so, and you're also approved for Europe and UK, as you were saying, right? Again, uh, that through uh, other partners in our network. Okay, terrific. And moving on to the, um, uh, to the loyalty uh, program that you have, that's Cabin Cash, is it not? Yes, okay. yes. And Cabin Cash is, uh, is, a, is a rebate program, a consumer rebate or cashback program that we're launching um, uh, probably early summer that will allow people in our network to be able to get great deals and receive cash back on some of those deals. You've seen other programs in the marketplace that have done that. And uh, we're quite excited about that opportunity. And you, we, we expect to see some significant name brands in there where the consumer can uh, buy something online and have money put on their card directly or their, their Pegasus flight visa card. Okay, and, and uh, can you elaborate on the kinds of businesses that, that um, might be interested in using this platform? I think we'll recognize the names, but we can't disclose that yet. We haven't done it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, so your, your target market, um, is it, it's millennials and, and uh, Gen X, is that, is that right? Uh, millennial and Gen Z, or, or for American friends, Gen Z. Okay. So and... it's, it's a younger demographic, late, late X, Late, late boomers and X's and then really primarily millennials and Gen Z's. Okay, and, and how important is these, uh, these type of loyalty programs to this target market? Well, I, I, I'd like to comment on something which might make sense to, to everybody is um, that we've actually introduced a consumer program called the Liquid Avatar. And that Liquid Avatar is, a, is, is we think the genesis of where everything will go. From a consumer standpoint, we all know what an emoji is. We use them every day, you know, we send them constantly. But imagine if you will, that you can have your own avatar and that avatar is actually 
um, a passport, that image that you send to everyone is a passport. You can, you can actually transport a URL or public data when you send that image by text or email or, um, or uh, through other methodologies, sharing social media. You can, that has a URL or other information built into it that, that holds your public data. My links to my Facebook page, um, TikTok, whatever I want to have on there is, is, is within that avatar and it's, and it's, and it's referred uh, URL. And then on the other side, and we call that a public key ring. And the avatar also has a private key ring. So it has the ability to, through authentication, be able to move private data that you have and hold, not held by cabin, but you, you have through access points. So we believe that the, the liquid avatar, and it's liquidavatar.com, we expect our, our, our graphic, our full graphic site to be up within two weeks. But that is, an, is a new introduction from Cabin, and that will also allow you to participate in all kinds of loyalty and engagement programs. We're talking to um, uh, groups that handle 1,200 campuses, campus operations or campus opportunities in, in North America. We're talking to um, one of the large music brands. We're, we're talking to a lot of people who are very interested in connecting to consumers through this gateway of people having avatars. And I think that's the long-term approach to that. And then we connect into a loyalty program that allows um, merchants and vendors to reach you on a permission basis. They don't get to reach you directly. They reach you through cabin and uh, you can build loyalty and value with the things that you like. And we think that is an ideal way to engage within an ecosystem um, allowing people to receive what they want, when they want, and how they want, and share what they want, when they want, how they want, and to whom they want. That's cool. Now, now, would you say that, that this is kind of a, a community approach in, in terms of the avatars, the way that you're setting it up? The answer is it, it, it is and isn't. I mean, it, it can be, it, I, I like to, I'm a little bit older, so I like to think about Tinker Toy or Mechan or even, you know, yeah, Lego yeah. that you, that you can, you can con connect groups of like and, and unlike individuals based on certain, certain attributes. And I think it's, it's all gonna be data-driven. Um, I think we're all kind of getting a bit weary from some of the social networks that all they do is make money off everything that we have. I mean, the rules have changed, of course, but there was a day when companies like Facebook can take any picture that you had on your Facebook page and they could sell it commercially. People were showing up and seeing ads with their family vacation photos in them, yeah, yeah. not knowing how they got there. Well, we think again, you know, data is the new, you know, is the new gold, the new titanium. And if you own it and you can manage it and you can keep it safe and you only dispense it as you need, that would be really cool. I want to add one other point to the liquid avatar. Um, for for young people, parents can actually control it, so you can add trustees, so there is control over the liquid avatar or um, unfortunately, uh, you know, you, you might want to add a trustee to your liquid avatar because if something happens to you, um, they have the ability to control information. And we're, we're also talking with liquid avatar about things like, um, you know, great, uh, a break the glass emergency um, component in there. If something tragically goes wrong with you, how does someone get that information that may be contained in, in a quasi private um, manner um, with emergency medical records? I mean, you think about it everywhere we go, um, our information doesn't necessarily follow us. 
it just doesn't. And, and I think it's time that we, we, we empower ourselves with our own data to make it, to make it ours and transportable and to use that data to, um, I'm going to be a little bit uh, overzealous here, but, but to almost force vendors to give us the deals that are best for us um, because we deserve them. And, and I think, and based on our data. So I think what we're doing is we're starting to empower individuals to have more control um, over their, their own activities and their own use of data when they're online. Okay. And, and so, so to help me conceptualize how, um, how this product can be used by, by an individual, you, can you give me like an example of sure. a, you know, a day in the life type of a thing where, or I can see all the ways that I can use this. Sure, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna stretch out a little bit into the future because not everything will be available day one. All right. But you get up. You get up in the morning and and you know you go to a site and instead of logging with a password, you flip your digital avatar and they send you back. <coughs> excuse me. Pardon me. They send you back an authentication and that authentication um, allows you to answer with your face and you get into a very private site. You want your morning news, but it's all customized for you because your morning news, um, this, this company believes there's a benefit to giving you news that is only particular to you and you've authenticated. You know, you get on a, a streetcar or a bus or a subway and um, you show your liquid avatar and, and it pays for you. It debits an account, whether it's a Presto card or some other kind of card and or um, it debits your bank account because you've authenticated it pings you and you answer with your face and you're done. You go to buy something at a sandwich shop, it does the same thing. You, you want to send uh, a business contact or a, a new friend, you want to send them information about yourself, you can send the, your liquid avatar and they, they can visit your public page to ensure that they've got your links to all your Facebook pages and all your social media and anything else that you're doing online. So there's, there's many different ways. You sign into a game or you want to play a game or you're a gamer for argument's sake and all your game ranks are in your public profile. There's, there's, there, it's boundless um, of what you can do. There is no, there's no everywhere that you think that you have to authenticate, sign in, or sh give data or share data. Um, a liquid avatar can provide that, that, that interface for you, and, okay. and in a way that you want to control. So you know, today I, I want to talk about a new achievement that I did. You know, my personal life, and I can, I can do that. I only want to share certain information. At certain times, I, I will be able to control that as well. That's amazing. That is clearly a, a you know a futuristic view of how uh, data and identity is going to be used. Uh, absolutely, and and you know there's there's been a lot of great um, uh, papers written about this kind of thought process for years. And I, I you know if I had to give credit to one individual that was an absolute uh, sort of um, uh, an enlightened individual in the, in the, in the space, it would have been a, it is a gentleman named David Birch who wrote a great article called Psychic ID. I think it was around 2009. And, and after we built our product, we actually looked at this article and someone sent it to us and it was amazing. Uh, David had predicted at the time that there would be some way of electronically verifying yourself without having to give your ID because we've already verified you. Why do you need to do it again and again and again? It only waters down the value of, of your documentation. And why should, a, why should somebody at the, at the liquor store need to see your ID? They're, they're only going to look at it. 
now we can actually verify that you're over the age of majority of purchase listed. Right, and and of course, all these different businesses all have snippets of uh, of information that are mm-hmm. not necessarily the same between one business or another business. Agreed. Or or think about it. I'll give you a, a really interesting example. Um, we know that unfortunately, people are now going to uh, jail for this. Um, you know, uh, parents who thought they'd empower their children by getting them uh, augmented SAT scores or entrance opportunities or whatever the case may be. And the parents are going to go to jail and um, uh, or you take an exam online. And unfortunately, you know, given the current situation, you know, a lot of children will be learning online. How do you know someone who is taking a test online is actually that person? Right. Right. Or that taking that entrance exam or that professional exam or attending a conference or um, doing this or that. And, and then when you think about the opportunities to build loyalty points, I mean, how many different touch points do you have for loyalty? So if I had one liquid avatar that could collect all my loyalty points in one location, you know, kind of hallelujah. Simplifies everything. Uh, absolutely. And, and the thing is, this, this liquid avatar, so now someone's probably thinking, well, how do I secure that? It's going to be secured by an ER721 or non, uh, other non-fungible token on the blockchain. So only you can change it. And, I, and, and it's just, okay, well, then maybe I have to store my private... We're looking at a, a situation now, and it's certainly not done yet, where the, the private keys will go into cold storage and you'll be able to get them out of cold storage based on your biometrics. Again, it, it's about solving little problems and adding them all together to solve a big problem. Right. Okay. Now, and the paper that you mentioned, is, is that relatively easy to find online? Because what I'll do is I'll, I'll attach the link to... Uh, uh, I would to hope it. so. I, 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 I don't... I, 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 I was a couple of years ago, but it's um, David Birch is around. He's a, he's a very learned fellow and it's called Psychic ID and it okay. was a, a UK publication and it's, it's, it's probably worth a read for anybody who's really interested. Okay. That's terrific. Now let's, uh, let's move to the business side. Um, mm-hmm. I understand you guys have a, have a, a listing coming up on the Canadian securities exchange. Is that correct? We have a proposed um, reverse merger or business combination. Yes, okay. we're, we're working on that subject to all necessary approvals, as we all shall say. Okay, and, uh, and you don't have a symbol at this time, do you? Uh, we, we have one reserved, and um, it, it, we like to say it's four letters, and it's probably very, <laughs> synonymous, very synonymous with our name, but we certainly can't give that out until it's, it's, it's publicized by the exchange. Okay, and do you, do you have a, uh, a, a ETA on when that uh, might be available for people? Sorry, I, I apologize. Do, sorry, do, do you have a do you have a, a timeline when you when you think it's going to be uh, ready to go? Well, um, uh, where we are right now is is um, uh, you know we we filed our documentation with the exchange and uh, and they're they're doing an excellent job of reviewing it, and um, our our business combination uh, partner has uh, has a an event on March 31st to approve the transaction. Cabin shareholders have already approved it. So based on those two things, we're, we're um, working diligently to try and get conditional approval as soon as possible. Perfect. Now, um, let's talk about the future. Uh, you know, what is your vision of the future and, and how are you positioning Cabin for that future? Um, before I do that, I should mention just by one, just for sure. one second, I should mention the symbol of the company we're doing the business combination with in case anyone's interested in finding out any information. We're, uh, we're doing a combination on the CSE with a company 
called Torino Power Solutions, or T is in Tom, P is in Peter, S is in Samuel. So if anybody wants to look at Torino Power Solutions up on the exchange listings, or they want to look at cedar.com, they can find out more information about that. Okay, perfect. I'll make sure that uh, there's appropriate links for all of that in the in the uh, transcript. Thank you. Um, so vision of the future. Well, you know, I think an introduction of the liquid avatar is 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 a big piece of our future, and 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 again, we've just uh, introduced it this past week. So, when when I think about identity, my hope and goal is that is that we're empowering consumers to um, have more control over their own data, and that will come with a huge number of opportunities as we move forward. I'm already looking at the day. You know, if we've ever, if any of us have seen the the movie Ready Player One, we, you know, there is a lot of um, value in in the development of a virtual world. I mean, years ago there was Second Life, and uh, so I think more and more people will spend more and more time interacting online um, and and congregating online. You know, given the the current state of affairs in the world today, more and more people will spend time online. Just this week, I think was yesterday-ish where Amazon announced that they want to hire 100,000 people because more and more people will be doing things online. Um, uh, so at the end of the day, our vision is, is to empower people to um, take control of their data, own their data, and profit from their data. So I think we're on a great trajectory to, um, to, to, to meet the objectives of where, of where the world is going. Okay, and, and uh, Liquid, is, uh, Liquid Avatar, is, it's in the process of rolling out right now? Uh, it'll roll, roll up May and June, but we're doing two things, just if anybody's interested. One, you can sign up for our waitlist at liquidavatar.com, and um, uh, you can be among the first to get the Liquid Avatar. And the second thing is we'll be launching in the next probably two weeks an affiliate program where those that have uh, friends and followers can sign up to be a referral agent from us and actually uh, earn rewards for helping us build uh, the network. Cool. Well, I'll make sure those are in the notes as well. The, the link Thank you. Thank you. So before we go, David, um, if people want to connect with you and get more information on uh, Cabin Suite of Products, where can they do that? Well, I'm, I'm available on, uh, on LinkedIn. That's, that's a great place to, to, to get to me. Um, uh, they can also reach me at david.lukach at cabin.network, K-A-B-N.network. And uh, I'm sure you can post that link if you'd like. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll make sure all of that's up so that, uh, that sure. it's easy for people to get to you. Yeah, and we welcome, we welcome the conversations. We welcome, you know, opportunities for partnership. Uh, if anyone is in, interested in the investment uh, in, our, in our proposed RTO, if anyone's got thoughts or interesting ideas, um, you know, we, we do our best to get back to everyone as quickly as possible. That's terrific. Is, is there anything else uh, that we didn't talk about that you'd like to, uh, that you'd like to add in? Wow, I think we've covered everything, including the kitchen sink. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, thanks for your time today, David. Great to chat. And uh, if you just hold on, I'll, I'll press stop and, and we'll chat. Thank you, second. Tristram. All right. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to FinTech Fridays, brought to you by NCFA and Partners. Tune in weekly for the latest FinTech Friday podcast by subscribing to this channel. The National Crowdfunding and Fintech Association of Canada is a nonprofit actively engaged with social and investment fintech sectors around the globe and provides education, research, industry stewardship, 
services, and networking opportunities to thousands of members and subscribers. For more information, please visit ncfacanada.org.